You're listening to the 3ZZZ interview podcast. My name is Zuli Kamalova and I am now the director of The Boat, multicultural music presenter that's been around for 40 years in Melbourne. So, um, yeah, something uh, new for me to do, but very exciting. Um, and I'm Ellen and I am the marketing officer and also the portfolio project coordinator at The Boat. Cool. So in terms of what's actually going on at the Boat this year, um Ellen maybe you'd be able to tell us what actually is the portfolio program. Um so we're supporting um culturally and linguistically diverse artists. Um so we have 10 of these artists in the program. Um and it's really exciting because we have a really huge range of um I guess uh in terms of musical backgrounds and cultural backgrounds um so we've been taking some photos yesterday um as well and it's been really exciting to talk to these artists um and get a sense of where everyone's at um and just offering um as much help and support as best as we can to take them to uh i guess realistic goals that is achievable in the span of the next Four to six months, yeah. Yeah, awesome. And Zulia, what else is happening at the bar? Oh, we're also planning a a series of events for uh, the second half of the year, which was is going to be called the Boat Spring Festival. So that's quite exciting. We've got a range of programs featuring all sorts of artists in all sorts of areas. For example, we have uh, diverse sounds of Iran at La Mama Musica in September. Then we have a Veena Festival, which is an Indian instrument. Then we we are planning to do um, a concert with Afghan musicians in um the maybe in the Dandenong area also our regular events which are like smaller venue events and yeah so we are very excited about this opportunity to finally start coming out of this uh, covid induced hibernation which is not quite over but uh, hopefully by spring we'll be ready to spring <laughs> ready to spring <laughs> As you brought up before Ellen, um culturally and linguistically diverse music and musicians is kind of what you do at the Boat. Um I could ask both of you this question. Um how many cultures are actually represented uh by musicians at the Boat? Oh, we we haven't counted. There's less lots because you know the organization's been running for 40 years. We have pretty much covered it all. I'm pretty sure if you ask Therese Virtue who's our programming director for many many years, she'll be able to tell you that we've had people from most cultures represented, <laughs> I'm sure. And um at the moment, you know, like we 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 welcome anyone who um would will be interested in performing and I guess it depends on the venue and what the program we're doing and um yeah what connections we have with people we encourage everyone to um list themselves in our directory we have an artist directory on our website so you can you know we we've only started it this year so mm. it, I think we should have everyone who's performed at the boat actually listed there because there are so many artists and uh Unfortunately, we can't help them all, you know, but it's it's good to um to just show that we have such an amazing broad network of people from these different backgrounds. And you you mentioned before, I guess, <clears throat> the portfolio project. 
which is just one of the ways you build bridges for all these musicians and the directory you mentioned as well. Um, what other things does the Boite du Du actually give musicians the opportunities to learn and thrive? Well, we have a, a very many different programs. Like we, we have quite a strong um, participation program where people actually are part of choirs. We have a Georgian uh, music choir. We have South American singing choir, um, song choir, and we're working on other projects like that. We also have um, big projects where there is a big choir who is not auditioned so anyone can participate mm -hmm. and then they get to do a big concert and a big venue with a band and we, we've done lots of projects mm -hmm. like that and with schools where we teach children uh, material uh, from culturally like di linguistically diverse cultures uh, music I guess and um, and well I find th I mean it had to be stalled this year because of COVID, of course, but um, that is such an important part of what we do because we basically bringing up the new generation as well, helping them to be more um, broadly educated, if I may say so, in music and, and cultures. Yeah, um, we recently, well, a couple of months ago, we staged the Freedom Road mm -hmm. um, choir at the Alhambra Theatre in Bendigo and that was an unauditioned choir of about 120 mm -hmm. um, chorus 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 and that was um, that was an amazing event and one of uh, probably um, our biggest events so far this year mm -hmm. anyway um, but it was a really amazing um, I guess community building experience um, coming out of um, COVID lockdowns and everything like that. Um, you know, we did the virtual choirs with the mm -hmm. uh, some of these um, choristers as well. Um, but to be able to, you know, come out of that um, together and actually being able to perform in front of a live audience was really spectacular. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and um, I think while we're kind of on this topic... One of the things that I've been noticing in producing this podcast, we've done a couple episodes so far, and one of the biggest uh, themes that are running through this podcast is all the organisations we've been talking to and the ways they've been kind of minimising or ending bigotry through their work. Um, we recently talked to Multicultural Arts Victoria and they talked about the power of art to end bigotry. What I want to ask both of you, because I want to pick both of your brains about it, what kind of power do you think culturally and linguistically diverse music, what power does it have to end uh, bigotry? Look, I can start because, yeah. you know, um, I mean, the answer is obvious, obviously, like if we don't have it and if we have just a monoculture of Anglo mainstream, you know, then we know it doesn't represent the community we live in. We we know full well that our community is very diverse, especially here in Melbourne and in Australia. And um, and. We can't close our eyes and ears that this music exists. And, you know, people often talk about social cohesion and how are we going to get on with each other and, and not be too isolated. And and music has the power to actually connect people in that way. And I know maybe in sometimes to be 
perfectly franked, people might go, oh, well, no, I'm not really interested in other people's cultures. I'm only interested in my own. And that's a wrong attitude because we do like we're interested in other people's food, for example. There's no problem, you know, and uh, we, we're perfectly happy to eat, you know, Chinese or Indian or whatever. <laughs> you know, and so and, and I guess with, with culture as well, sometimes it can be confronting that something that's so unfamiliar to you. But the more we present it, the more familiar it becomes. Mm. Um, you know, I think it has to do with also programming um, a lot of, you know, these artists, um, you know, onto festival lineups, mm. into just um, even um, just everyday kind of gigs that um, happens around. And, you know, there's a lot of little, um, there's a lot of venues that, you know, are very supportive of um, culturally diverse mm -hmm. artists like Open Studio mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is a very good example of that um, and you know they create a great platform for these artists to um, you know showcase their music um, and I think it just needs to be um, very I guess thought about more um, mm. and um, yeah connecting with these communities and um talking to them about what, you know, they um, can do and what they want to do as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll, we'll probably just wrap up with mm -hmm. one more question. And we usually end a lot of these discussions with a really big future-looking question, which is, I guess, what we're already doing. Mm -hmm. But I guess the question I did want to ask you two where is culturally diverse music headed um where are we going from here and what's the future look like would you like to start okay well? well we we you know we're working to to learn more about that and i guess it's an evolving process because um uh, diversity and inclusion is are the buzzwords these days, you know, and the board has been doing this uh, for many years. So it's kind of, it's not like something that we unfamiliar with, but because there is a bit more of an understanding and, and I guess the, the official policy is now also um, including those things. So that's helping us, you know, actually, um, w well, we're already working in that field and and now I feel like we have the opportunity to take that to the next level because uh, the broader community is becoming more open to these ideas, you know. And, um, and so I guess for us, what we would wish is for that mm, music to be more uh, like well accepted and understood and be part of like 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 food you know like it, it would have taken people a while to get used to some of these interesting cuisines you know it's the same with music you have to be exposed you have to learn to enjoy you might might not go for the like the most classical expression of something you know like really spicy stuff you know but you could still enjoy elements of um of different cultures and and we have to because we live in this multicultural um place and and we absolutely have to get on and accept and understand each other. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, I think that's a really interesting um, question. Well, I think, <clears throat> first of all, um, you know, um, coming from, I guess, 
a musician's background, I'm just thinking of like festivals and being, you know, having that um, awareness of, you know, there's like things like the Vina Festival and mm-hmm. things like that. But like, I think um, to raise more awareness and um, we need to be getting these bigger festivals to be thinking about probably potentially programming, um, you know, uh, quote unquote world music, mm-hmm. um, you know, because, you know, you go mm. to festivals, there's food trucks of all these different cultures, but it's like, but music, not so much. There isn't really that visibility there. Yeah, so I guess uh, we need to influence the. You're talking about more mainstream festivals to yes. include artists, and and I think well, you know, they they try to do that maybe a little bit more these days, mm-hmm. you know. But um, yeah, well, for us to like, we need to connect more with um, with those kinds of institutions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that then we have a, a real chance of actually. I guess raising the awareness mm-hmm, of, of mm-hmm. what is what is uh, available out there. You've been listening to the Three Triple Z interview series. That was me chatting to Zulia and Ellen from the Boat. If you'd like some more information on the Boat, you can find their website at www.boat.com.au. That's spelled B-O-I-T-E. .com.au and you can also find them on their social channels at the Boat on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.